break it down, down like this. Yo, 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 welcome along everyone to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. My name is Hayden Sherman. Man, it is good to have your company tuned into episode number 82 as we change tact a little bit. We're going to free things up. We're going to go back to one of my all-time favorite workouts. We've done this a couple of times before on the show. I think we've done it twice before. This is potentially my favorite workout of all time. It's the classic fartlek session, six times three minutes with two minutes jog recovery. Get some cool terrain under your feet. Go up and go down, go sideways, go on some interesting surfaces, mix it up, find some good parks, some good green areas to do this workout. This is where you switch the GPS off, this is where you run by feel, this is where you tune into your body and really just have fun with your running. Six times three minutes at around about your one hour race pace, um, we call that kind of your lactate threshold, but don't worry about pace, it's just by effort. Two minute jog recoveries, time six. What a fun workout. So why are we doing this particular workout this week? Well, as I've been saying over the last few weeks, while we went through the Marathon Maker series, a lot of you have spring or autumn marathons coming up that or half marathons that you'll be tackling. For this workout, this might not be perfect for you. If you have, say, a race coming up this weekend, you might want to do something more uh, more specific, practice your race pace. If you want to do something like that, jump on to tempofit.org slash audio, and I have a uh, race pace, marathon race pace uh, audio session, which is perfect. It'll guide you through step-by-step step how, how to do that session, probably about the Tuesday on, on race week, so about five days out ideal for that. For the rest of us who maybe don't have a race coming up immediately or we're, we're in a bit of an off-season period, this workout is absolutely perfect. So why would we want to do this kind of workout? Well, ultimately it allows your body to find the right speed. It's, it's allowing yourself to have that freedom to tap into what is my body actually uh, wanting to do right now in terms of building its fitness. So sometimes when we're in a block of training, our running is very prescriptive. We're trying to hit a certain pace. We're trying to hit certain distances. This one throws that all out the window and reverses it, says, I'm going to run for three minutes at a faster speed. Let's just see what happens in terms of that speed. So what I find, often it'll start a bit slower, maybe I'm more like half marathon pace, and then towards the end of it, I'm finishing maybe 5k, maybe even 3k race effort. It increases as I'm feeling it. Sometimes it'll stay at half marathon pace or around one hour race pace, but it doesn't really matter. The key is for you just to start and to feel and to express the, the, the speed that your body wants you to go. It'll direct you based on how much fatigue you've already got in your legs, what sort of training block you're going through, what sort of other stresses are in your life. Your body will find the right speed. The guide is for one hour race effort, that kind 
kind of guide because that usually works pretty well. But look, either side of that, feel free to just express yourself and enjoy being out there in in nature and on cool terrain. So it's perfect this sort of workout in in a recovery phase when when your legs are tired from a, a race a couple of weeks ago and you're sort of building back into it because it's not prescriptive you're not saying body do this exactly it's just like let's see what happens and it's also uh, perfect for if you're maybe building up your mileage um, you're in sort of uncharted territory so you don't know what sort of workouts you can do with this sort of volume that your body's handling so this will allow a bit of freedom and it's also like I said before perfect for off season just do what, what comes. You might end up doing them, them quite quick if you're feeling nice and fresh. You might end up doing them a bit slower than that one-hour race effort. But have fun, have some freedom, and enjoy getting out there in nature. So speaking of getting out there in nature, this is a big part of how we go about doing this workout. You want to find the coolest place to run in your neighborhood, in your city, wherever you live. Find, think about the the best parks, the best green areas, the best trails that aren't too mountainous. Like we don't want you to be so steep that you can't run properly either uphill or downhill. Undulating is perfect. So I'm thinking places that I've run around the world, like Richmond Park in London. Um, what's that main central park in the middle of in the middle of Sydney? Um, I forget forget the name, but where they had the triathlon at the 2000 Olympics. Anyway, the the Auckland Domain is is perfect for those in New Zealand. Maybe the Botanical Gardens for those in, in Wellington, where I live in Taranaki. I love doing this sort of work around Pukekura Park, which is rolling trails through beautiful lush bush. Whatever that is, find that awesome location that you just love to run. It can be enough up and down to keep it interesting, but not too much that, as I say, ruins that ability for your, for your body to um, run, run normally. Secondly, I want to say, just switch off the GPS. No GPS for this one. We don't want to know how fast you're running. We don't want to analyze things on Strava and get the segments. Maybe you might have it going in the background and not actually look at it while you're going. But for me, I usually just use my um, either just a, a normal stopwatch or just my phone even, and I'll just have it on the stopwatch function. And I'm just, when three minutes pops up, I'm slowing down to a jog. When five minutes pops up, I'm speeding up again. Just let yourself free of that technology. Um, And then aim to feel pleasantly fatigued at the end. And this is a tricky one to get across. Like, what is it to be pleasantly fatigued? I feel like that's sort of second to last in the last reps. uh, They should feel... Like, oh, I'm working, I'm working here, but I know that I'm going to be finishing this pretty soon and it feels good to be working right now. And then when you finish, you want to have that feeling of, yeah, that was a good, good, solid workout, but I feel like I could probably do it once over at least, um, you know, on repeat. And you should be able to do that, that if you really had to. Um, So pleasantly fatigued is the end goal that we're after. But as I say, allow your body to to find the pace that's right for it on this particular day. Okay, the thought for the week this week, I want to tackle this idea of 
playing the long game because we are we've just ticked over the hundred days to the Olymp- the start of the Olympic Games, which hopefully should be on um, in twenty twenty one in Tokyo. It should be on. I I can't see them cancelling things right now. Now that we're inside the last hundred days, the wheels are too much in motion for this to be to be postponed or cancelled now. So we're in the last hundred days, and I was thinking from an athlete point of view, what's going on in this last hundred days? You're really you're starting to get to the stage where you know you're taking the oven the the cake out of the oven and you're preparing the icing to go on the top this is the last little phase of your olympic build-up and you might think oh, 100 days you've still got heaps of time for an athlete that is actually a small amount of time when you're putting the icing on the cake now this is an interesting fact when i compare the uh, what the olympic olympians are doing in terms of they're taking the cake out of the oven 100 days to go and put, getting the icing ready to go on the cake. I often get emails from everyday runners who want me to prepare them a marathon plan starting from scratch three months, 100 days out from their marathon and they're not yet running. <laughs> and so this is this is what absolutely grinds my gears in terms of that difference of approach. 100 days is not enough time to prepare for a marathon. You need way more time than that. And this is what I like to really instill into my my runners that I coach is have bigger plans for yourself. Set yourself some some big lofty goals that take not only years but potentially decades to chase after. Now let me break down what would be involved if you were an Olympian looking to go to Tokyo this year. What how's the build up to this final remaining 100 days icing on the cake look like? What is the build-up before that? Okay, so the the previous four years, you're probably going to be in the world-class bracket of athlete. You're probably going to be going to world competitions where you're competing with your country's vest on um, and you are hitting times, distances um, that are genuinely world-class, you know, top in your country, top in your, uh, your region, your continent, that would be the last four years. The four years before that, and, and that would need to be there in order for you to get nominated for your Olympic team to hit qualifying times and all that sort of stuff. The four years before that, you're probably national class. You're on the cusp of breaking through. You're one of those athletes that your high performance team have got their eye on. You're, you're being sort of brought through the system and, and um, you're hitting, hitting marks that are, uh, are promising of big international level things to come. So that would be sort of that four-year period before the four-year period of being international. So you've got four years at national level, four years at international level. Then before that, eight-year bracket, there's very likely another four years where you are working in, in um, Māori, the New Zealand language speak, you say mahi, the, you've been doing the mahi, getting that work done for four years. And that's 
you're you're just a everyday athlete, maybe with a bit of promise, maybe with a few um, natural giftings in terms of speed and endurance, but you're working away, developing, improving each year. Then you finally, after maybe four years or so, start hitting sort of national level ability. After another four years, you start really breaking through into the international scene. And then four years on, you've qualified for the Olympics and been selected to go and represent your country. 12 years, I would say, would be the minimum in terms of build up that you would need for um, especially a middle distance to a long distance runner. 12 years, absolute minimum. Now, this is why, as a running coach, when I get a, an email from a, a aspiring first-time marathoner, 100 days out from the marathon, saying, I want to do this marathon, help me get there, why it sends a bit of sense of frustration through, because it's like, well, you're kind of doing the marathon a bit of injustice. Yes, you might be able to get through it. Your body will be wrecked. Your mind will be wrecked from the experience. But what I like to do is take take athletes through this this step back and say actually this is going to take you decades to master it's going to take you that 12 year cycle to get up to a level where you can really get the most out of yourself now I know it's hard to commit to a 12 year campaign but why don't we take just that four year block and say like an Olympian would commit the next four years of their life to this one goal, why don't we as just everyday runners also have these four-year blocks where we commit to a four-year campaign? And as soon as you start to do that, then you can start working on all those little weaknesses. Like I talked about last week, a big weakness of mine is that I haven't been able to run at full speed. I haven't been able to do a hang a lot of speed work and sprinting. So I need to just pull back and have that long-term approach where I invest in those weak areas and invest in, in ironing those things out. Now, those things take potentially many months, potentially a couple of years to get right before you can start building on top of them and reaching new heights. So I'd really encourage you in your running, wherever it might be at, don't just have these sort of six-month goals that a lot of us tend towards doing. Have those big four-year goals where you're saying, I would like to be, you know, let, let's say you're, I've run three half marathons and I'm down to the low 130s. Let's put out that four-year goal of let's run a marathon in under three hours. We'll do a couple of marathons before that. They might be a tick over three hours. But let's have that big goal of getting under three hours. Maybe it's a Boston qualifier as well. Um, If you have those big audacious goals, then you can start setting all those pieces of the puzzle in place to actually get about going after that, having those raw ingredients to get after it. So hopefully that gives you a a bit of inspiration, maybe a little bit of a kick up the backside to say that, yes, I'm not just limited to the next few months of my running. I am an athlete just like the Olympians going to Tokyo this year and I can set those bigger goals because ultimately if we have those bigger goals in place we have a better direction for our athletic endeavours to go and if we've got better direction there's way less chance of getting injured because we're not doing something um, haphazard and, and too rushed and there's way more chance that we will actually achieve some really big goals in, in our sport so have a think
get out that pad and pen, maybe sit down with a coach, maybe sit down with some other training buddies or go for a run and say, look, what do you reckon I could do in four years time? Map it out, dream, dream it out and then start mapping that course to that, that four year goal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, there we go. That's your episode for the week. Six times three minutes at your about a one hour race effort over nice undulating terrain, two minute jog recoveries after each. I need to go and dash and pick up my daughter from school. But you guys have fun with this workout. Let me know how it goes and let me know as well what else you would like to see on the show. I'd love to hear from you and get your inspiration and thoughts on, on the future of the show. We're coming up to 100 episodes shortly, so do stay in touch. My email address is hayden at tempofit.org. Happy running, everyone. Ciao.